Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Don't forget to use the promo code DNVR25 because when you do, you get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman, the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me in studio is Michaela Perkins, and we talking Rockies sweep. It's Sweep City sweep, up in here. Sweep, get the brooms out. Someone's going to have to sweep up all the snow. No, is, is that not? <laughs> a little later. Sweep, uh, sweep. Tech boy on the sound effects. All right, I Who love it. Who would have thought Let's the Colorado Rockies would sweep hey, a series? Against a team that in relatively recent memory won a World Series, right? Hell I mean, yeah. okay. okay. Let's two, go. A two-game set. Uh, nothing to get, you know, too carried away over. Nah, screw that. We're getting carried away over it. This was fun. Uh, Rockies actually... In, in pretty comfortable fashion, Michaela taking both of these games, a 6-2 to two win in the first one, a 6-3 to three win in the second game. Excellent pitching performances out of John Gray and Austin Gomber, uh, getting offense from the young guys, a little more contributions uh, from some of the veterans as well. Uh, really just kind of the best back-to-back games of baseball we've seen out of the Rockies so far this yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. Look, I mean, the starting pitching has been phenomenal. They just keep getting better and better, which is, I think, something you and I and Patrick were both, ex- we're all expecting when this season started, right? We knew the offense was going to be a little sketchy. The bullpen was going to be a little sketchy, but the starting pitching was the one thing that we were all banking on that was going to be kind of like the highlight of the season, why we were all going to watch. It was, it's by far and away probably the best rotation the Rockies have ever put together. So I'm really happy to see the rotation still doing so well and performing like we thought they were going to perform. Gray was awesome yesterday. Gomber was lights out today. He just is just, I am so impressed by this kid. He kind of reminds me of like a young Justin Verlander, which nobody freak out. I'm not saying that he is Justin Verlander. I'm just saying he reminds me of him in the way that he pitches. Um, And I'm just so happy to see that kid doing well. Um, It's really cool to watch. Um, And these young guys are stepping up in a big way. Dom Nunez, Jonathan Daza getting his first Major League home run today, which was so cool to watch. Um, You know, the snow coming down at Coors Field, kid goes yard. You love to see stuff like that. It was literally just so cool to watch. So I'm really happy to see these younger guys stepping up, the rotation going out there and doing what they can do best and contributing in big ways. And it's always nice to sweep a series. Like, look, we're not being like unrealistic here. We know it's still the Colorado Rockies. The Houston Astros aren't doing great right now, but it's still really cool to see. I'm so glad they won. I'm so glad they swept the series. And I am jazzed for the Rockies. Well, <laughs> small yeah, victories. I mean, and, and like you said, there were there were small victories inside of those small victories, right? You mentioned the Jonathan Daza home run. The first of his career had a good buddy of mine send me a text and he goes, I didn't. I didn't know Daza had that kind of pop. And it's it's actually one of those interesting things that uh, I've watched Daza play a lot throughout his minor league career. And he has natural strength. He's a fantastic athlete. He has a much better arm than I think people realize. He hasn't had a, a lot of opportunities to show that off at the big league level. He's always been a you know a defender and base runner who, who was a singles guy throughout the minors. And, and it's all about the way his swing is built, right? Mm-hmm. You're probably never going to see Jonathan Daza hit an opposite field home run in the bigs ever. I'm not sure he ever hit one in the minors. I I certainly (laughs) never saw him do it, but he can turn on a fastball and use his natural strength. You saw him do that today. Got one kind of down and in a little bit able to just, just turn on and easy. I mean, that was halfway up the bleachers and left. So he's got real strength. It was a no doubter. It's all about getting the barrel to certain kinds. He'll turn on those ones. Those will be the, the home runs he gets. But Michaela, the double that he had in the first game into the opposite field gap, Daza's hitting over three. I think he's like 357 something right now. I don't know. I'll I'll bring it up, but Daza's in a really good spot at the plate right now. And none of the scouts have believed in this. I I never really believed that it would be there. I would just like to say, I believed. He's my dude. He's on my dude team. So he is. I believed. Okay. Sleeper pick of the my dude draft. Right. I believed in him. <laughs> I'm gonna say sneaky story of the two games set. Game one, my my dudes were fantastic. Game two, your dudes were fantastic. Gomber going out there, Daza doing big things. But yeah, that he's hitting 333 on the season right now. He's earning more playing time uh from Bud Black, getting the start today, getting a uh batting sixth. And and coming through, yeah, and, and and proving his 
is manager correct? So uh, I, you know, you, you got to be excited for a guy like Jonathan Daza, who it's still up in the air whether or not he's going to have a, a big league career, but he's doing everything he can to carve one out and and you got to enjoy watching him do that. Yeah, so. absolutely. I'm I'm so happy for the kid. I'm so happy for all these young guys who people just seem to really undersell in my opinion. I mean, even CJ Cron, he homered and hit, drove in five runs yesterday. Yeah. He was huge for the Rockies yeah. yesterday. So, I mean, there's little examples of people contributing and shining everywhere you look on this roster, and that's another thing that you and I have been preaching ever even before the season began is like we know that the roster isn't comprised of all-stars, right? We're all so aware of that. But there are still people and kids on this roster who are worth cheering for and Ruth worth <laughs> worth rooting for. And it's starting to show. I mean, I'm just so happy for these young guys and, you know, getting to get some real major league playing time and showing everyone that, you know, they can still cheer for the Rockies. There's still reasons to cheer for them. And I'm just, I'm so happy for these young guys. It's cool to watch. It, it really is. And one of those young guys, we forget in, in all of the conversation um, uh, uh, about this team that, you know, so, someone started like quoting uh, uh, Dom Nunez's batting average at me the other day. And look, I get it. <laughs> I understand you'd like to look down at the Rockies lineup and see a few guys hitting close to 300. You know, I understand that. However, Dom Nunez being a guy who's going to hang around and draw a decent number of walks when he does make contact, drive the ball over the wall, and catch a hell of a ball game, and you you lose nothing defensively from him, Like you absolutely will take that. Um, I, I actually... Uh, I, I'm relatively certain I'm not speaking out of school here, but found myself sitting next to a, a couple of scouts for that first game. And that was one of the things that they kind of talked about. And, uh, you know, I threw them a comp actually for Dom Nunez. Those of you who remember this player, Carlos Pena was a guy who would play fantastic defense. And he's a first baseman. He'd hit like 190 to 220 or 230 but he hit 25 to 30 home runs every year and you know if you're hitting at the bottom of the order and playing catcher at a very high level mm -hmm. i'll take that and then we remember that dom nunez is still young he's still maturing there could be more there to his contact skill but still every time he's up to the plate is appointment television right now for rockies fans yeah i 100 percent agree with everything you just said drew it's I'm I like I I just can't reiterate enough how happy I really am for these young guys. Yeah. All right, let's talk pitching a little bit. Uh, uh, I want to start with game one. Actually, John Gray, absolutely fantastic, goes out there. Uh, can't quite finish off to get the the full yeah. seven innings. Yeah. Uh, but really, for a while there, I mean, was dominating. Uh, the the one hit that he gave up in the first. Several innings was a ground ball from Brantley through the shift that was just a ho-hum, like not a challenge really at all. Yeah. Uh, he was absolutely dominating. Yeah. I mean, I think um, he struggled. Gray struggled a little bit with control issues yesterday, obviously walking four batters um, in that six and two thirds innings, but he only allowed uh, three hits and just one run and struck out six. Um, obviously he uh, definitely benefited from a, a few of those double plays that were right behind him. But um, I mean, look, he's done so great, especially at Coors Field. Um, there was a stat I'm trying to hold on. I think I have it. Um, he is just the third pitcher in franchise history to pitch five or more innings and allow one or no runs on four or fewer hits in three straight starts at Coors Field. There it is. A lot of numbers in there, but it's really good. It's yes. what, that whole thing is, is what I'm trying to say. We do Bring have Patrick. We always want Patrick. We need Patrick. Even the man, though he's the wearing myth, like the Dodger legend. blue or something there. I don't know about all that. But. but yeah, no, I mean, obviously a great outing from Gray. Very impressed with him. A little control issue, but nothing to be scared about. I think obviously the weather played a minor factor in that. Yeah. I mean, who wants to pitch when it's and blowing snow? Like, it's not a great time. I do not envy them at all. Everyone who knows me knows that I absolutely hate the snow. I'm done with it. I'm over with it. It's April, Colorado. Get it together. I am uh -huh. tired of the snow. So obviously, you know, you don't want to analyze too much into the control thing with John Gray yesterday. Obviously, the weather probably didn't help. But still, besides that, not being able to, you know, finish out that inning, um, he still did a great job. 
I'm really impressed with him so far this season. He really has blown my expectations away, and I hope that can be said for other Rockies fans as well. Snow what? Rockies <laughs> lose nine in a row against Houston, and here they come away with the two-game sweep. HBTR, how about them Rockies? How about them Rockies? How about them Rockies? <laughs> Uh, Patrick, how about them starting pitchers? This was the thing all, all three of us were talking about coming into the season. It, there was going to be some rough baseball out there, but the starting pitching was going to be something that we could all look forward to. And then, you know, so many games against the Dodgers early on are going <laughs> to make you question whether or not that was a smart thing to say. But they've really, over the last couple of weeks now, all of them locked it in in a pretty impressive and encouraging way. What did you make out of John Gray and Austin Gomber in this two-game set? They both look really solid at home, and and I think both of them didn't really even have their best stuff, too. Let's keep that in mind. Uh, Gomber even said it in the post game that, uh, again, his curveball got sharper as the game went on, but it wasn't his best just yet, right? And he's a kid from Florida, so he's not used to really pitching in the <laughs> right? snow like this. John Gray, a little more so. He's from Oklahoma. So he's he's battled uh, these environs. Uh, but the, the starting pitching is finally starting to be as billed, right? And uh, even with the two wins here against Houston, they're 6-12. and 12. That's a 333 winning percentage. That's still uh, – unlike anything we've seen bad, over a regular right? season. Even, yes, the worst bad, teams right? that we've seen in baseball <laughs> yeah. have not been that bad. So no. this team is is better than that, and, and they're going to have to fight for those wins. Uh, but we're finally starting to see what's the recipe. How, how do the, the Rockies start accumulating some wins here and there? Hey, maybe they're still going to be in the bottom of the NL West, but are they going to be historically bad? <laughs> maybe by franchise standards and, and win loss record, right? If they, if they lose a hundred, but we're not talking about, you know, one of the worst teams we've seen in the last 20 years. And the reason for that is the starting pitching. And we're starting to get a taste of that. We saw it over the weekend a little bit, even with Chi Chi, even with Chi Chi going right. against Jacob deGrom was, was good. Chi-Chi not adequate. A little bit better. He was good. <laughs> he, he, he did. Yeah. Right. He was it's in line amazing. for the win at that. At one point. Yeah. Uh, Gigi actually, he's going to get his start skipped uh, because there was the off day on Monday. We'll get an off day tomorrow on Thursday. He'll come back in in the rotation uh, in San Francisco. So you're again, you're starting to see how they get it done, how they start winning some ball games. And as you said, Drew, it's with the starting pitching. Yeah, John Gray lowered his ERA on the season so far to 242. Uh, that's pretty good. That'll play. Uh, that'll obviously probably come up, though. We've talked before. You and I were talking right before that game about how that might be one where he just goes to that next level and shows this year, you know, he's earning that next contract. Um, there was, you know, Michaela mentioned the the four walks. He had six strikeouts and four walks. There was one slider he threw on a 3-2 pitch that clipped the zone that you're going to get. It's 50-50. So I, I'm, you know, I'm not jumping up and down going, oh, you got to give him that call. But if it is, if you ring that guy up, that's seven strikeouts, three walks, and now you're, you're looking at a much, much better peripheral number even there for Gray. And uh, all without him really, like he was touching 95 with the fastball. I don't think he hit 96. I, I had uh, Savant up throughout the game, so I don't think he hit 96. He was mostly sitting 93, 94. But good location for the most part. I think the he was staying out of the middle of the zone. That was the most important thing. He was really working the edges. He wasn't giving in, and the slider continues to be uh, a thing of beauty. He's getting ugly swings out of very good hitters with that slider. And as long as you've got that weapon, uh, you're, you're going to impress some people for a trade or for a contract or to continue to stay around in Colorado, whatever the next step is for John Gray. He is improving his stock yeah. every time he goes out there. I said it before and I'll say it again. I think I've been the most impressed with John Gray so far this season in terms of the starting rotation. Yeah, this he's he's showing the best of what he can do. That you know, There's been glimpses of that over the years, right? You, I think it, it started a lot in, uh, in 2016 and, and, and there are those yeah. glimpses. In 2017, obviously, where that may have been his best. But to think that maybe he can do this over the course of a full season, there'll be those hiccups, uh, is is really exciting. I mean, in a way, it, it is coming at a bad time for the franchise, but <laughs> that's not John Gray's fault. Great time right? for John and Gray, though. <laughs> it's a great time for him, great time for his family when it, coming up on free agency. And it, yeah. it really could be 
good news for the Rockies because I, I Drew, I don't know that you mentioned it, but um, you know, there's some people with their eyes on John Gray and come the trade deadline, the better that John Gray performs, the better the haul for the Colorado Rockies. It is too soon. I, I do feel bad. It's, I honestly, yeah, I, yeah. I'm getting a little putting the cart before the horse, maybe a little bit, but it, it's great to see John, you know, doing these things, being healthy and, and, you know, leading this, this staff the way, you know, he, he should have been throughout uh, his time with the Rockies and, and for him to do it for a whole season would really be special. And, and they, at this point, the guy's an all-star. Well, and to go off that, Patrick, point, good point. I think the, thing that has plagued the Rockies, well, one of the things that has plagued the Rockies <laughs> the most over the past couple seasons is inconsistency, right? You know, inconsistency in the lineup, inconsistency with pitching, inconsistency in the bullpen. And so to see now, I think all of the starting pitchers in the rotation outside one or two games have been phenomenal so far this season. Yeah. And to have just that consistent, good starting pitching is something that we've all missed out on for the past couple of seasons with the Colorado Rockies. So just to finally have some form of consistency has been really refreshing, I guess, is the best way to kind of put that. By the way, does anybody remember um, Jolie's Chastin is on this team? <laughs> Haven't needed him. I know, Haven't right? needed him. I think three appearances maybe. I think and, he's and pitched in the games they've inning. been blown out. Yeah. I think that's basically been it. So, hey, that's that, that's good news, right? That, that's quality stuff from your Colorado Rockies pitching. We'll talk about one more guy a little more in depth. He's your draft king of the game. But that draft king of the game is brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. You got to get the app. You got to go on. You got to get the best sports book app anywhere in the world. Betting on baseball. I know you are. You should have been taking some of our bets the other night. Uh, we had the over on the John Gray strikeouts. That hit. Uh, we did have the Rockies win. I think we had the over on the run line, and that didn't. We did. Did, yeah. Didn't come through. I hey. thought they were going to get tacos. But, I mean, that was pretty, again, having lost nine straight to the Astros, having, what, not beat them since 2018. Right. That's kind of going out on a limb to say they were going to win on, on t- uh, last night, Tuesday. And they right. did. They came through. Dom Nunez came up with a big hit for me. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're having those, we're giving you odds all the time. We're, we're, we're helping you out. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube for that. Whatever you're betting on, it's always fun. They got a big fight coming up this weekend. UFC 261 title fight. Patrick Scott. Who you got? Kumara Usman, Nigerian nightmare. Jorge Masvidal is a legend, but I mean, Usman's the guy he's, he's pound for pound. Uh, the best that in his weight class right now. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't uh-huh. think there's going to be a big payout. I don't right. think there's going to be a big payout. But totally that's my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. Kamara Usman, lock it in, get it done. It's going to be better than the Jake Paul Ben Askren fight. I will say that. Max putting it all down. I will say I do know who Jake Paul is. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, who you know in UFC, yes. quote unquote UFC. <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh, I know okay. he's not actually a UFC fighter. He's a YouTuber. But I think he's fought, what, three times now? And I mean, each time he's won. And all I ever want to see is him lose. So what is going on? Why does he keep winning? I just want to see him get his face pounded in. And he's it's not happening. It's not see, happening. Patrick, Michaela thinks she's not a pro wrestling fan, but everything that she just said. Yes. But it's only Jake Paul. I yes. don't really do no, well with violence or like watching other people get hurt. also get you to want to watch them get punched in the face. That is basically the art of professional okay, wrestling. Okay, okay. Somebody comes out and makes you want to see them get punched in the face. I'm starting and then to at understand point, a little more. And this is, the, the this is when it feel, gets good. Yeah. So they get punched in the face. All I want is to watch Jake Paul get punched in the face. Mm. Is the the way you feel about right? the, the LA Dodgers, you may have to wait until Don't even bring up the Dodgers. Uh, Tech boy. I know I'm wearing the colors. Oh, you already called me out. But, but uh, Padres, whatever. It's going to be a few years maybe until the Rockies really can punch either of those teams in the face, literally or figuratively. Uh, but in wrestling, that stuff happens a lot quicker. And yeah. guys get their comeuppance. And in UFC <laughs> – Again, Jorge Masvidal, love you, man, but he's going to get his comeuppance. Kamaru Usman. 
So second right, round. Can we talk about our king of the game. So so follow so follow <laughs> Patrick's advice. Place that bet on the down, download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up. Turn five dollars into one hundred thirty dollars in free bets if the title contender of your choice wins. Place your bet. Watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code DNVR to turn five bucks into one hundred thirty dollars in free bets if the fighter of your choosing tapes home the crown for a limited time only at DraftKings sportsbook. Must be twenty one or older. Colorado only. New co- uh, new customers only. Restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right and our draft king of the game to get us back out there on the mound today austin gomber six innings pitched two hits two earned runs both of them coming on the home run from yuli guriel two walks unfortunately one of those did come before the home run by Guriel, so it ended up being the the two earned runs. But he struck out six, uh, probably his sharpest game yeah. as a member of the Rockies. Blake Street Gomber, baby! <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. sorry. I love yeah, this I like kid. That. I'm so excited for him. No, he looked great. His I could literally sit here on this couch and talk about his curveball for six hours <laughs> or more. It makes me so happy. And five of those six stri- strikeouts came on the curveball. Yeah. So I, I just, I'm in. I'm and in I love saw some confusion ball. on Twitter. I saw some people saying, "Hey, that curveball hung on him there for the for the homer to Guriel. That's going to get you sometimes." Now, breaking ball, sure, but it was technically it was the slider yeah. that he gave up the home run on, not yeah. the curve. I mean, he just looks so good. I think the only time he struggled was in that um, second inning when he gave up the two run homer to Guriel, but. Um, I think he had a walk too, right? Yeah, the yeah. walk was the walk was what was the first. That's what on. you don't want to do at Coors. Yeah. You you turn those two run homers into solo homers, and now you're now you're cooking. Yeah, Bregman walked, and then Guriel just yeah. smashed it. But I mean, aside from that inning, lights out. I'm so impressed with that kid. His curveball just makes me feel some type of way. He's looking so good, Blake Street Blake Gomber. Street here Gomber. he comes. Buddy kind of addressed the the idea of being a flyball pitcher. Uh, and 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 address that at bat with Guriel, kind of in, in a roundabout way. Just that, again, if, if you can get soft contact, if you can ensure that the the guys aren't barreling up the ball, get get your strikeout here and there, which he did. He got six. I imagine that was the over for the DraftKings Sportsbook. It was probably at four and a half, maybe even five and a half, right. but got the over with the six Ks. If he can just produce a miss hit. That's it. That's how a fly ball pitcher can actually be successful. Again, it's it's maybe going against the odds, right? We typically like to see more more ground ball pitchers, but even ground ball pitchers uh, have have seen them uh, get knocked around a whole bunch at Coors Field too. So uh, it might not be uh, a perfect recipe in, in entirely, but Gomber was able to do. It. I think Gomber is just should be the name of his curveball. I mean, that sounds like it's right, dude. It's, he was throwing that Gomber. Yeah. He was throwing that gomber out there. <laughs> he really was. Uh, and even seeing the way that some of these veteran quality World Series winning hitters uh, yep. were reacting to the way it was dropping in at the top. Because a lot of times that curveball that drops in at the top of the zone, very dangerous pitch. And But he was literally dro- dropping it in, at just clipping the top of the zone. And these guys going, oh, no, I'm giving up on it. And then now I want to go because there it is. And then it, it, like the reactions he's getting here. He's making their legs go all gomber. (laughs) Well, and I wanted to say, too, you know, I think sometimes we forget, you know, Austin. We talk about the young guys in the lineup, but Austin's a young guy, too. Right. I mean, he played 14 games for the Cardinals last year. So he's going out there and acting like he is a pro. I mean, the strikeouts that he's getting against what you were saying, like future Hall of Fame players is unreal. He has shown... I mean, aside from his first start uh, in the series against right. the, the the very first yeah the very first start of the season, he has had so much composure. He just looks so locked in, and I mean, I forget that he's a young guy technically most of the time because he just doesn't look that way when he's out there pitching. And I forget that he's hardly played any games in Major League right. Baseball. I mean, aside from the 14 that he played with the Cardinals last year, I mean, this is really his first true season in the majors. Right. Yeah, Rockies have control over his uh, his contract uh, due to service time. I think he still has, has four full years. So I mean, even after this year, that's three more years going forward. So again, it was it was one of the reasons why he was included in this deal is that hey, he still has what a deal? lot of time. 
Um, <laughs> what? I don't remember a deal. Do you remember a deal? Was there a, was there a deal? I think there was a cousin the Rockies, involved. Philip hit. Deal. He, Rockies signed with, seven he signed back with the Reds. Hometown yeah, team. There's right? a deal at Taco Bell if they score seven runs. You get <laughs> That's right. That's a deal. We're just trying to divert. You divert get a deal on a bigger word. beer when you come down to the DNVR bar when you become a member right here in the DNVR family, which is something that you should definitely do. Lots of good stuff. You get access to our written content. You get access to discounts on hat shirts, masks. As I mentioned, the bigger beer when you come down to the DMVR bar, though I don't have my Breck Brew. I'm at a bar sponsored by a brewery what and I don't doing? have a beer. Rookie move. I don't, I just, I don't know what happens. I just, what are you going to do out there? But you should sign up at the DMVR.com today. We'll also, when you do the annual subscription, hook you up with a holistic stick from our friends at Holistic Wellness. Use promo code DNVR30 to get 30% off there at holisticwellness.com. And we also get you a free shirt for the annual. So all the reasons you got to sign up, drink your Breck Brew or your Celsius, get on board with the team here. Sorry, Patrick, I I cut you off there. (laughs) Just the deal was too, it was too good of a transition not to take. But It was, yeah, no, no, no. Gombers is going to be around for a little while and, you know, the, the one thing that was kind of mentioned, either Buddy said it or or Austin did today after uh, their 6-3 victory, second consecutive over the Houston Astros, was that, you know, these young guys are kind of saying, hey, anything you can do, I can do better. Like, they're going back and forth. And we said it after Gomber's last start, which was a uh, also a quality start here, is that once Freeland gets back, those two guys going back and forth. We've seen it a lot with Senzatella and Marquez uh, a lot last year. This year, we've we've kind of seen it in, in glimpses here and there. So there's just a lot of potential, and and everyone just looking at John Gray right now in general. So uh, these guys still have so much to prove. You know, Gray is is only a, a little bit older than than most of the guys on the staff. He's not even yet thirty, and he's he's looking to try to go out into free agency and make some real money. So everybody has something to gain you know not even just the pitchers it's the it's the young guys uh, in the lineup each and every day they're trying to establish themselves because we don't necessarily know what the future holds for some of these guys uh, because so many of them are I don't want to say fallen prospects but they're guys that aren't guaranteed something in the future Brendan Rodgers is that one guy but now it's about you know what have you done for me lately and so there's so much to prove the guys in the rotation are finally getting it done and I'm not sure if you mentioned it at the beginning of the show, but a lot of guys in the order are getting it done from Jonathan Daza to your dude, Drew, Mr. Dominate Nunez. Yeah, yeah. Dom, nom, 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 nom. He's chewing them up out there. Yeah, we did talk a little bit about those guys at the beginning of the show, Patrick, um, just before you came on. But we'll get your thoughts on them as well. Uh, well and, and I never get tired of talking about Dom, but that was one of the where I brought up the, the scouts I was sitting nearby because – uh, when Dom turned on that ball and those guys went, whoa, that's real power. And I, and I comped him to uh, Carlos Pena as a guy like, look, he's going to strike out. The batting average probably isn't going to be good, but he's going to draw some walks. And when he connects, he's going to hit home runs. The other big thing is the defense. You know, as a catcher, that's so important. He's been so good back there, uh, calling games, framing pitches up. Uh, great arm, being an athlete on on balls and play, all the things that you need to do. So, yeah, I, I've been very high on Dom Nunez for a while. I do think the batting average will come around a little bit more, but I also don't think it necessarily needs to. If he hits 200, 210 this year, but 20 home runs out of your catcher? We, we, we were talking about this the other day. I sent out the two years, and you corrected me on Twitter. I, I should have made it a four-year window. For Tony Wolters, from 2017 to 2020, hit four home runs in three and a half or three and a third seasons for the Rockies. Dom Nunez has four yeah. home runs already this year, now, right now. And he's going to hit more. And to get that kind of power out of your catcher and the defense, you know, you live with the other parts. But I'm I'm very impressed. I'm very excited about Dom Nunez and, and his future and, very frustrated that he missed the window of having not arrived a couple of years ago when the Rockies could have used a catcher who, because again, let's think back at it. Yeah. Tony Walters or or lots of guys look around the league. Catchers don't hit man. Who would you compare him to like now? That's Nunez or yeah. Oh, wow. That's an interesting one. Who's another guy who, who, I mean, okay. Best case scenario again would be a guy like 
not now, but two years ago, Joey Gallo, like Joey Gallo's locked it in a little bit too much now where you like, that's too good a player to comp Dom Nunez to. Yeah. Although you did comp Austin Gomber to Justin Verlander earlier I in the show. I said young, young Justin Verlander. I'm not saying that he is Justin Verlander or on the same ball. level. Do it's not come beard. for me. I it's swear to God. Do not misinterpret well, no, those I'm words. I'm doing a similar thing here though, right? Where it's like, it, it was the thing for Gallo for a long time though. It was like, it was either strikeout, walk, or hit a home run. He's also a very good defender. Uh, not at uh, catcher obviously different position but what do you what do you think of those comps Patrick yeah, that's pretty good uh, I mean I, I I keep wanting to think about a catcher definitively and, and sure. the two that come to mind are both switch hitters so it doesn't help too much I mean uh, Yasmani Grandal maybe a little bit from the left side but more likely uh, I kind of see some some Jorge Posada in his swing from the left side uh, of course he went sans batting gloves which it's kind of a big, it's kind of a big deal if you're if you're hitting yeah. without, without batting gloves from both sides of the plate. But kind of that that swing when it can kind of just loop up uh, and just hit some beautiful shots. I think Dom even has more power than Jorge Posada, who's a guy that again, depending uh, on your experience in in baseball, and I like that word experience. experience. Um, it might not be a name you know, but he's a borderline Hall of Fame type of guy. Uh, and it anytime you can be compared to a, a guy that's a borderline hall of famer or even a, a guy who's a current all-star best that is crafting as Monty Grandal, or even a guy with the upside of Joey Gallo, that's pretty darn good. And, and right now, you know, through the first, uh, we're sitting here on, on after 18 games, you know, Dom Nunez is in the top five of catchers, uh, in, uh, OPS and on base plus slugging, you know, right behind, mm -hmm. uh, guys like Buster Posey and Yadier Molina and just ahead of the Cubs, Wilson Contreras. So those, that's a good group to be yeah. surrounded by. And again, even if this is just right now, even if this, hey, this is this is a spell, he cools down a little bit. Again, just to be able to flash that. How many guys over a three-week period can even right. say that they were able to hang in a class of players like that? Not many. Right. So this is really He's leading rookies in home runs. That's another one. Uh, you know, that probably won't last. But <laughs> you never know. We'll take what we can get at this point this, of the season. <laughs> uh, all of Last those night, things. he was on pace for 38 homers. So now maybe it's still pretty high. It's still probably about 36. And right. actually, the biggest thing that I, that I love seeing out of him, I mean, the power is, is definitely number one. But particularly over the last 48 hours is the fact that he caught a day game after a night game, handled two quality starts, did a fantastic job yes. in, you know, very difficult conditions right the weather was not helping anybody out and for him to navigate that come away with with three hits and seven at bats a homer a double three rbi that's pretty damn good that's the likes of, of something we haven't seen in a long time from a, from a, a rockies backstop since i don't know maybe a couple game span uh -huh. from jonathan lucroy in 2017 say, yeah william rosario that rookie season in 2012 with the Rare. bat but but rosario wasn't catching a quality game he wasn't calling a good game he wasn't bringing the gloves so you know i okay i'm 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 gonna say it years ago oh boy <laughs> many comes years just, ago justin verlander moment years ago. i i believe dom nunez had not played above high a which at the time was modesto and i I said this thing on Twitter. The, the premise of this included the existence of a magic wand. I said, if I could wave <laughs> a magic wand and have anybody in the Rocky system reach their absolute potential, which most players, most athletes don't, they, they don't reach their absolute best case scenario potential, right? It's very difficult to do, but just looking at the kind of athlete he is, we saw him score on that sack fly from Dom Nunez into shallow right field. There's a catcher tagging up on a shallow ball to right, being an athlete, the throw what needed to be perfect, it wasn't. He scored the run. Those are the kinds of things that, you know, back in the day, you got Chris Iannetta or Yorvit Toriaba or somebody running. The right fielder can loft that thing in. The guy's going to be out easily. Being an athlete, being aware of the zone, the raw power, being able to hit the ball 450 feet with relative ease, calling a game, the, the cerebral approach he has, so while we're not there yet, my magic wand premise that was widely and roundly and severely mocked for years is starting to look a little better. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely should feel good about that because, again, he's, he's come a long way. And, and 
the Rockies have had their fair share of, of prospects and we've covered it, you know, before go back and listen to all what 5,000 episodes of the DNVR <laughs> Rockies podcast. We got to figure out what that number sits at so we can right. have a big, you know, celebration show at, at, at some point, a big Jubilee, but it's this, you know, there's, there's guys that are selected that are, Oh man, this guy's a surefire player. And no, you can, you can acquire this number two or number three starter at the trade deadline, but you're going to have to give up this prospect. And Oh man, the, 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 Sky's the limit, and nothing happens whatsoever. Or they get to the show, and it's it's really just a, a cup of coffee. So those guys, even when they have the pedigree, even when they are a first, second, third round pick, they man, they're up against it to to possibly have that potential come to fruition. And it's great to see it when it finally does. So give yourself a pat on the back, there, Drew. I'm excited about that one. A fun note from the series. I happen to know that over the last two days, our own Michaela Perkins has had to work a lot harder, certainly in terms has had to work more hours than Yancy Almonte, who recorded four outs on six pitches in two games. How about that? Comes into game one. John Gray not able to finish up. I was a little frustrated. Side note on the John Gray thing. He had the 2-2 count on the right-handed hitter. Was it straw? I can't remember the hitter that was at the plate. One out, uh, you're trying to finish off this seventh inning and make it a seven-inning game. You know you're done because you're, you're approaching 100 pitches. First time Buddy's let anybody go this long. You know you're on borrowed time right now. He's got a 2-2 count. He buries the slider. Maybe it was the changeup. He, he put it down, not a competitive pitch. Made it 3-2. Uh, on the next pitch through the slider, he should have thrown 2-2 because when you let it go 3-2 in that situation, the Astros were able to put the runner in motion. The Astros put the runner in motion. The guy was safe at second uh, on a ground ball to shortstop that would have been an inning-ending double play. Then Correa burned him with a two-out double. That was the only run he gave up. That's, again, when, it, when, when you're nitpicking pitchers on the difference between very good and, and greater elite, you, you throw that slider one pitch sooner, Gray's out of there with a, a no runs given up, I think. But, yeah, he, he ended up having to hand it over because of all that. He walked the next guy, I think. Uh, Almonte had to come in, threw one pitch, got the out, came out today. Only had to throw a few more. Love to see it. Six pitches, four outs. Love that. If you remember from his, his debut in, in 2018, he came in in a big spot. It might have been against the Mets, I think. Uh, maybe it was June. Sounds right. And – Came in in a jam, tough spot uh, after being a, a starting pitcher his entire career. They immediately flipped him over to become uh, a reliever. And I think he threw two pitches and I think he got three outs. I think he got a double play and he might have picked the guy off in first base. Yeah. It was something absurd <laughs> like that. And I was like, all right, this kid's something. There we go. Oh, man. Good stuff. We haven't talked about Raimel Tapia at all. Shocking, considering your obsession with the man. <laughs> What's going on here? Actually, today was a, a really good example, I think, of the kind of season that uh, Rymel is having so far. Wait, where, where am I? Okay, I'm going to get into talking Rymel Tapia in just a second. But having Rymel Tapia is like having great insurance, and you can get the best insurance possible if you check out our friends at Gabby Insurance. G-A-B-I stands for Get a Better Insurance. That's exactly what they do. They help you out. Takes less than 10 minutes. I saved 480 bucks for the year just on car insurance. Our guy, Eric Weedham, saved over a grand. You can save on your home or car insurance. You're probably paying too much. It'll take you less than 10 minutes. Head to Gabby.com. It's G-A-B-I.com slash D-N-V-R. Check them out. Like I said, it'll take you less than 10 minutes to put in your information. They'll give you a whole bunch of quotes. You just pick the one you like the best. You'll get to saving money right away. No obligations, no fees, no text messages or emails. Costs you nothing just saves you money. And let's face it, with everybody getting the vaccine out there, you're going to want to travel. You're going to want to have some fun. You're going to want to do some of those normal things. So every dollar is going to help. Gabby.com backslash DNVR. Do it. Saving save money, money is a hot topic on this podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, and if you've been spending an off season saving money, you could probably afford quite a bit of illegal Pete's. <laughs> illegal. Yes. Illegal Pete's is fantastic. Who doesn't love having some illegal Pete's? It's great stuff. They got locations all over the Denver area. They got specials going on 
Uh, I'll find it really quick. When you show them your ticket stub to any, uh, you know, event, including like, you know, Rockies games, those count as events. If you've got it on your phone too, like that counts. Like you don't have to go home, (laughs) set up your printer for, let's face it, an hour and a half, get a new ink. (laughs) Yeah. Get a new inkjet uh, cartridge. No, no, no. (laughs) Just, just you show your phone. You're good. Canon bubble jet. Is that still a thing? Is it, is that? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> you literally have like I just don't. a blank stare, which is all just, you got back right there. True. Did you have a Dell? I did. You came from a Dell house. Dude. Dude, you're getting a Dell. Remember that guy? Remember Adele. the Dell dude? <clears throat> yeah. Uh-huh. Sure do. Oh, man. Yep. It would be weird if Michaela knew who the Dell dude was, but not Bruce. I did Springsteen. have dial-up internet, though, so I'm not that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I do remember dial-up. Interesting. So you remember that okay. sound? Yeah. But oh, we had a, one of those ancient Macs with, like, that huge – that was, like, a huge white Mac with, like, that big tower on the back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. one of those. Yeah. By the way, but what, I did what have dial-up, so AOL. And what did AIM. it sound like? What did it sound like? <laughs> <laughs> What? what? Yeah. It was like a high pitch. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> Sorry to anyone who has headphones. No. I apologize. And oh, because in boy. Australia, and because in Australia, you know, the toilets, you know, they flush backwards. What what would dial-up sound like in Australia? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I agree. No, it's just... I, no? right? I, I can't... Um, I've lost all hearing in this ear. <laughs> this one here no longer operates. We'll we'll get you an update on that. That was that was quite the sound. Oh yeah, right. Illegal oh Pete's. God. You got if you if you show them your ticket, uh, they'll they'll hook you up with a free draft beer or house mark with the purchase of an adult entree. You know illegal Pete's. They got them down in Lodos, just down here, about a couple blocks from the bar. Check them out. It's fantastic. All right. <laughs> I'm literally and they've got, tears. I, I think they have free Wi-Fi. They've got free Wi-Fi. But if they had dial-up, it would sound like... <laughs> no, I'm not doing that again. I've embarrassed myself enough today, okay? To um, How so would you I spell think it? What I was about to say like 14 minutes ago about Rymel Tapia and, and this game being uh, a pretty good symbol of the season that he's having so far. Just the one base hit, uh, you know, he... he Still sitting there. Where, where's the batting average at? 271. I expect it to get up and, and hover around the 300 range, but drawing more walks than you'd expect. He's getting on base, and that's really the most important thing. Uh, but also in this game, you know, it was the, the getting on base, scoring a run, getting the sack fly. Those are really the kinds of plays. Finding ways to contribute because he's not going to be the big home run guy. And the consistency when was the last time, just off the top of your heads, anybody out there in the comments or any of the three of us, when was the last game Ramal Tapia didn't get on base? You got me, man. It's, it's been a while, right? A while. I, the yeah. last one I can say for sure was the Trevor Bauer game where Garrett Hampson got two hits and CJ Cron walked and nobody else did anything. Yeah. His OBP must be through the roof. I should know this. Hold on, I'm looking. Um, and I would think it's probably around the, I'm going to guess if you're looking it up, yep. uh, three. 20 or 330 like not super high but like it's more again about that consistency it's every single game he's at least finding a way on base once and when he does he typically finds a way into scoring position and into an opportunity for those guys in the middle of the lineup to drive him in and I think we're gonna see at the end of the year for the first time at the major league level the Rymal Tapia runs scored category is gonna look how it did in the minors that was always a big thing for him so his OBP is 328. So you were pretty close. <laughs> yeah, it was going as of this morning, but uh-huh. since today in that uh-huh. single, he's at 333. Are you using? Are you still using dial-up over there, Michaela? Oh, really? What are you looking at? <laughs> Hello. What are you looking she's at? got this morning's stats. Got the dial-up. Yeah, she's still using. I'm on that baseball game. reference, so if they don't uh-huh. if they don't update their yeah. stats fast enough, then um, as of this morning, it's 328. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Three, baseball April 13th reference. and April 15th. April 13th and April 15th, those are the only two days that uh, he's not gotten on base. The only uh, two games this year. Those that he started. And by far, in a way, my favorite moment from Rymel so far this season was going yard against Jacob DeGrom. Oh, That was epic. (laughs) Yeah. I loved every second of that. Uh, Um, uh, I'm I'm obviously enjoying the Rymel Tapia experience, even though the batting average at 270, when you talk about a guy who's a singles collector, 
uh, a contact guy, you really want that to be up around 300 for you to be making the argument that he's that value. Even some people these days, guy hits 327 last year. People go, meh. But, but you, you want to see it a little higher, but oddly enough, and, and he's had a number of like four pitch walks. When he's in the leadoff spot, it forces him to see a few more pitches too, and I like that he takes that approach to start games off. And he's playing within himself all year. So someone quoted his negative war at me the other day. Don't care. That is war. Uh, Ryan Montapio has got the least, you know, his war doesn't matter to me. So that's been fun. And, uh, and Michaela did mention Kron. I was going to say, we have to talk about Kron. And the five RBI. So Patrick, you're not going to talk about uh, Ryan Montapio's headband. How about that? El Congrejo. Yes. El Congrejo. Indeed. We love the headband. Uh, Someone, someone in his family, I definitely think took an old pair of, Baseball pants that were torn and ripped up, <laughs> and they decided like. to restitch it. And he got his own little brand there on, uh, on on his headband. And we said at the game last night, Drew and I, we were talking like when Daza's in the lineup with that treasure troll blonde poof he's got going oh, on, yeah. on 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 top of that dome. The Rockies may have the best hair of any outfield in Major League Baseball, and that includes All right. any outfield. That includes both Bryce Harper and Andrew McCutcheon. I was going to say, I like Rymel's headband game way better than Bryce Harper's headband game. game. Take that, Bryce. There's a pitch yeah, Bryce, you can't hit. Bryce doesn't bedazzle his like, uh, like right. Tapia did. We, we got to do an impromptu game of start bench cut right now. Oh. We, we got to do this because Patrick and I were talking about it last night in the press box. So start bench cut. Outfielder's hair, Colorado Rockies. Who's got the best hair? Second best, third best hair of these guys right now. All right, start Charlie Blackman forever and always. You will never, ever, ever, in my opinion, beat the beard mullet situation that Charlie Blackman has going on. I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care if I'm wrong. <laughs> feel like we may be about to make some enemies up on this show. All right. Charlie Blackman's okay. mullet beard starting the game. Right, Mel Tapia gets the bench. And then... I guess you cut Samuel. No, we're going situation. with Daza. Oh, okay, we're going with Daza. Daza's cut Daza. Okay, he hasn't earned Daza it. Daza has yet. memorable hair. Yeah, I, I get it. When you're talking about Hall of Famers, Charlie Blackman is there. But who's starting at first base for the Los Angeles Angels? Because it ain't Albert Pujols, right? It's Jared Walsh, a guy who's virtually undrafted. What we're talking about Colorado Rockies <laughs> outfielders, Patrick. Are you okay? I'm waiting. We're, is we're your talking- dial-up internet working? <laughs> See if we can follow this point here, folks. Right. The idea is we're talking about 2021. We're not talking all time. Gotcha. Pujols isn't the greatest first baseman right now. He <laughs> previously was, right? So someone else is getting a spot. And so Charlie Blackman, great. Hall of Fame hairdo. But right now, give me Rymel Tapia. He, his hair is well, on mad. point right no. now. No. And Fernando no. Tatis, I'm sure he's going to get injured next week. And no one will be worried about his hairdo, and people are going to be thinking Ryan Altapia is the guy that's on the cover of MLB The Show because he's going to be the one with the blonde <laughs> dreadlocks. He's got the headband. Have you seen that cover? Style. It's fantastic. I assume you. I'm going to bench. I'm going to bench Blackman and then Daza with the treasure troll. Do you know what? Give him a couple years. He'll figure out his own little style. I love Sorry, that, Charlie. And I'm I'm actually and I'm with you for the exact same reason. Have you? Because I know neither of you are. Big gamers. Have you seen the cover, this year's cover of MLB The Show with Fernando Tatis Jr. on it? I, and his I believe I have. Yeah. Flowing lock. He, he, I mean, he obviously looks fantastic most of the time, but just with the graphics and the, the whole thing, like he looks great. Actually, my friend was the one who helped collaborate on that cover. So. Oh, really? Yes, I have seen it. Well, then I am appreciative it, of their work. Wasn't it a Rockies guy? Uh, No. Oh no! Okay, no. I think I think they in some of the advertisements they did take some photographs uh, that were actually taken at Coors um, Field. Yeah. That's right. I'm pretty sure you're right about that as well. So, yeah, but I, I I'm with you, man. Look, Charlie's time is come and gone. Yeah. The mullet is no. The, oh my gosh. The beard is phenomenal. This is like, blasphemy. Look, the beard. If we're talking entire hair situation, no. If we're just no. talking the hair on top of your head. 
I got Rymal Tapia. I'm pretty sure Rymal his Tapia's hair got the best hair in his baseball. His hair right connects now. to his beard in some way. <laughs> it's all one so thing. it's all just one. This is how it works in my imagination, okay? okay. It's all just one. And it in that case, it's so elite here. that nothing could ever beat that. The beard game is strong, the mullet game is strong. It's iconic. You're going to look at me and tell me that I'm wrong? I didn't look directly at you when I said it. <laughs> well, you're wrong anyways, so it's fine. It's Charlie Blackman by a mile. Uh, there's, there's a new competitor in town, and his name is Rymel Tapia's hair. El Congrejo. And when, he, and, and when if he's going to wear, if he's going to start bedazzling his hair now. It is us, cool. I'm not saying it's not cool, but I'm just saying Charlie just, is just iconic. And once, once you know, whoever in his family is, is stitching together these headbands, once they start making their own scrunchies and other hair products like that, I mean, it's it's going to be a big deal. It's going to take over Denver. Gotta love a... <laughs> All right, back to Kron. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Uh, yeah, CJ Kron uh, had five RBI in the first game. Uh, he did hit a couple of big hanging sliders right in the middle of the plate, but... Uh, hit the ball hard again a couple of times today. Better pitches that he was making contact with. Maybe he's coming out of his slump. Maybe that's a good thing for the Rockies. Uh, Patrick, you and I were talking about yesterday in the press box, this difficult balance between you want Kron, you don't want Kron to be worthless. You want him to gain value, especially if you can swap him for something at the trade deadline. Um, but you, you don't want them trying to win games on his back and going, ooh, his bat's hot, and so we don't need to give at-bats to Sam Hilliard or Jonathan Daza now that he's hot. Brendan Rodgers, when he comes yeah. back, you don't want him taking those guys at-bats, but it sure was nice to see a guy we were kind of advertised, you know, this guy can hit the crap out of the ball. Okay, there it finally was. We saw him hit the crap out of the ball. Yeah, the, I mean, I kind of I agree with everything you said. I just, I think, unfortunately, you know, we'll see his playing time diminish when Brendan Rodgers is ready to come back, um, and I hope that nothing would kind of affect that situation just because I'm really, I really want to see Brendan Rogers get his time and like get out there and play ball. So um, I do think, unfortunately he's kind of the guy on the list. That'll be the first to kind of lose some of that in playing time when Brendan's ready to come back, but it's still great to see, um, you know, his, his brother I'm familiar with after working with the diamondbacks and they're just big dudes. Like they, each of them, they big can boys. mash the freaking ball. It's not, um, you know, something that's a new concept to me. It's something that I was very much, prepared to witness when you know the Rockies picked him up but um yeah I mean it's great to watch he he was a huge contributor uh in last night's game um and like I said at the beginning of the podcast it's so great to see each of these young guys stepping up in a way that is important to the team and in in a way of their own that is kind of just like defining a path for them um you know kind of what you were saying about Daza maybe it doesn't lead to a a career in the majors for very long but either way it's still great to see them contributing to the team that they're on and the jersey that they're wearing. And correct me if I'm wrong, but CJ and Kevin's dad, he he coached in the, the Diamondback system too, I believe, right? Yeah. Is, he, is he also a really big guy too? I imagine. Yeah, I mean, they're, he's they're a all huge. They're very, very tall and they are very large men. Um, <laughs> so you would expect, yeah. you know, with that type of build, they would be able to smash the ball, which they do. I mean, Kevin is also notorious for hitting – 430 plus long home runs so yeah. and yeah last night you know for for being such a big man and a veteran guy he had a nice smile on his face uh in the post game yeah. tuesday night talking about yeah it was good to finally hit a home run here and just kind of get that monkey off my back he had you know done an okay job driving some runs a little bit he i don't know that he's gotten a ton of opportunities you know he, he is batting fifth uh, you know, behind Story and Blackman, but we know those two guys have struggled a little bit from time to time and, you know, found his way uh, on base a couple times with, with Trevor Bauer on the hill uh, in, in that first start. So, you know, he's he's been doing what he can there, but it, it was good to finally see him get on the board. Five ribbies yeah, uh, Tuesday huge. night was – it was really big for his confidence and I think to just kind of quiet any thoughts he maybe has in the back of his head of like, all right, well, hey, maybe this is – the end of the line for me and uh, and any other any other clubs or scouts that are watching uh, I think that's a, a big you know vote of confidence and a, and a jolt uh, of value for him so that when the time comes and Rogers does come back if they decide to, to just turn right around and, and trade him which I think they're more inclined to do than the days of Justin Morneau um, where they did sure. sign Morneau to a two-year deal uh, it was going well there was some belief there that that there was a, a 
you know, a lot more fuel in the tank there that was going to come around. So that's why you didn't see them immediately turn around and, and, and flip him. But with Kron, it's it's just this one-year deal and take what you can get. And, and now you're going to get a little bit more, thankfully, for a veteran first baseman who's now hitting home runs. <laughs> right. All right. Well, day off tomorrow, and then the Rockies welcome in the Phillies for a three-game set over the weekend. What are we looking forward to most in this series? Like Michaela said uh, several podcasts ago, not going to be a lot of wins for the Rockies this year. We get to celebrate a, a, a sweep here and a couple, and you know the the Phillies have been kind of middling, so maybe they do figure out a way to win the set, but. There's going to be something to be looking forward to in, in each of the games and each of these uh, series. So what are we looking forward to, Mac? I'll start with you coming up with the, the Phillies. I mentioned the consistency of the starting pitching at the beginning of this podcast, and I'm looking for that again um, in this series against the Phillies. You know, it's um, a time for, I'm assuming, Herman Marquez is going to get a go at some point in this series. Um, so I'm really hoping to see him have a – lights out start I think you know he's had a couple of performances that borderline were good but not great so now I'm hoping to see that great performance from Herman Marquez um, and just as the same thing for all the other pitchers in the rotation you know I really want to see them continue to be consistent and then also now for these young guys who have really stepped up to the plate to continue to perform um, obviously we don't ever want to digress we always want to keep going in the in the right direction so between um, the young guys continuing to be hot at the plate and the starting pitching being consistent, I am really looking forward to this Philly series. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, we got Marquez, uh, as you said, on Friday night against Vince Velasquez. Saturday, Philly's ace Aaron Nola on the bump against Senzatella, and on Sunday, Chase Anderson against John Gray, who loves pitching at Coors Field. Uh, he's long he felt really that does. way about 20th and Blake. Uh, mentioned it on the, the post game last night. Uh, and, and is really starting to come into his own. So I think the Rockies can win two out of three with a, with a Phillies team that I, I thought was going to be uh, a lot better than, than expected. And they looked great sweeping Atlanta to, in the opening series, then um, dropped five of six uh, last week. They're three and three since. They were able to salvage a victory today against uh, a surging San Francisco Giants. So, you know, th these are the type of series where, you know, it, they're not going to get – they shouldn't get blown out, I should say. Uh, and, and you get get swept three games and and shouldn't get beaten two out of three. So they have a chance, you know, to win it. And and hopefully, you know, the little hot streak that they're on, they can keep that going with the day off on Thursday, uh, and and maybe pick up uh, just their third series of this of the year so far. I will say I am really scared of Austin Nola. Oh uh, uh, yeah, Aaron he's Nola. good. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that but, one yeah, too. Yeah. I was got Austin Nola. Both of them. Different, also, but different <laughs> different player. But yeah, Nola Nola's great. He's always been. Uh, one of my favorite just rando guys out there to watch. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with everything you guys said. So here's what I'm looking forward to. Trevor Story. <laughs> You're killing me, bro. Please get a home run. Get a home, get a home run. run. I know you could do it. You know you could do it. We all know you could do it. We watched you do it three times in one baseball game one time. And one of those went like 505 feet. I have, Okay. If Trevor Story does not hit a home run in this three-game series with the Phillies, I will down an entire, what are those, 22-ounce member beers on the series recap on Sunday in, well, I can't really chug beer, but I'll, I'll, I'll do it in under five minutes. <laughs> I will do it. I will do it at the very beginning of the show if he doesn't have one of those things. I, and then Michaela will be hosting the show. That's right. <laughs> at that point. That's right. At that point, Michaela will have to take it. I'll do the intro, so we're all set. <laughs> and then I'm down that, that entire thing. I'll probably yeah. get a lager and not like the Mountain Beach Sour like I normally have. That would be very difficult to drink an entire or the Hot Peak IPA. Can you imagine? <laughs> Just for the for the uh, first time run. in course for the first time in course field history, patrolling center field will be Mickey M. <laughs> okay, not Mickey Mantle, but Mickey Moniak of the Phillies, former first overall pick in the, I think, 2016 draft. Say, uh, I know that. Out of high school. So they, they got a good outfield. I mean, Reese Hoskins is, well, his cleat game is on point. We know that. Yeah, uh, he hasn't he quite getting, turned into what it looked like he was about to for a minute there. He was going to be one of the biggest power threats in baseball, yeah. and now he's just decent player, 
but yeah, they've got a solid lineup. Uh, the bench is, you know, a little, little suspect, but one through six, all the way down to Alec Baum. I mean, it's, it's pretty solid. Their bullpen has been better than in the past. So I think Phillies probably will take two out of three, but it's, it's not a question that every game is close wow. and the Rockies maybe can come away with a series W. Love it. For today, beware the gomber and dom nom nom. Fun stuff. Fun stuff out here. 20th and gomb. <laughs> Blake Street gomber. <laughs> it's all. Uh, it's too much fun. We're going to keep having fun. We're going to insist on not, not having fun. I said it. I said it. This is this has actually uh, been an absolute blast. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us. For a two-game sweep, they still count. Sweep in all caps of the Houston Astros. Enjoy the uh, day off. I, I do believe we, we've confirmed with Goody, right? We got we got Goody on the show tomorrow. Drew Goodman on okay. Thursday. And, and I can't let this get away, but the Rockies, with their sweep, have swept the Astros back into their trash can. Oh. How nice is that? There How it nice is. Into the trash can. There it is. So we'll guess have... it's hard to steal signs in thin air. <laughs> oh, because it was snowing. They I don't think they were able to. The oh, right, the binoc- right, yeah. Binoculars and all that. Plus the yeah. computers don't work. The goggle machines. Ugh. Plan was, <laughs> what is the word? Uh, thwarted? Yes, there we go. That's the one. <laughs> the thwarted <Foobar>? plan. <laughs> all right, everybody. Foobar. Thanks for hanging out with us. Make sure you're following on social media. At Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons. At Michaela E. Perkins, at DNVR underscore Rockies, at Kale Soro, Tech Boy, been behind the scenes this whole time. We haven't talked about him because he's wearing Dodgers. He was crap. banned from the podcast because you had the audacity to show up here in a Dodgers jacket. So everyone go talk shit to Kale on Twitter. Find that at Kale Sorbo. There it is. <laughs> Find him. Everybody, thanks for hanging out. Subscribe to the DNVR.com. Keep being absolutely awesome out there. We promise to continue being absolutely Patrick Lyons, Michaela Perkins, Kale Sorbo, and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.